Remembered by Grace In this message, Pastor encourages that God's merciful grace will cause God to remember you and in His loving kindness, God will do the impossible for you. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles to Psalms 106 and verse 4. Psalms 106 verse 4. Remember me, O Lord, with the favor that thou bearest unto thy people. O visit me with thy salvation. Remember me, O Lord, with the favor with which you visit your people. Psalm 106 verse 4. In the New Living Translation. Remember me, Lord, when you show favor to your people. Come near and rescue me. Message Bible. Remember me, God, when you enjoy your people, including me, when you save them. I want to see your chosen succeed. Celebrate with your celebrating nation. Join the hallelujahs of your pride and joy. I like that. Amen. The TPT version. So remember me, Lord, as you take joy in your people. God wants to take joy in you. I like the message version which says, when you enjoy your people, include me. <laughs> Sometimes you feel that God can enjoy others. Others are more holier, more prayerful, more humble and all that. And you feel like as if you're one of those bad kind of sheep, black sheeps, but God cannot visit you or bless you or do anything for your life. But I have news for you. Just make this your prayer. Lord, include me. God wants to include you. God wants to greatly delight in you. He wants to show you favor. That is the same word, charis, which means, comes from the word charis, which means grace. The M, the Amplified Bible. Earnestly remember me, O Lord, when you favor your people. O visit me also when you deliver them and grant me your salvation. Charis refers to goodwill, loving kindness, favor, and in particular to God's merciful grace. Say that with me. God's, God's merciful, grace merciful grace will cause God to remember you. God's merciful grace will cause God to remember you. Amen divine remembrance something happens anytime you find from scripture that God remembers you Samson in the book of Judges 16th chapter verses 16 I mean he messed up his life I mean was 16th chapter was 28 he messed up his life you know the story and then he is crying and saying Lord called unto the Lord and said Oh God, oh God, remember me, I pray thee. Lord, remember me, give me one more chance. Lord, remember me, give me one more chance. And the Bible says, the presence of God came upon Samson as before. The restoring power of God came, came upon him. Glory to God. God's original plan for him to succeed 
for him to fulfill his ministry the blueprint for his ministry was manifested forth one more time and i sense the holy spirit saying to tell somebody you messed up but god will remember you again his grace will come upon your life and he will restore you to his original purpose to the blueprint of god over your life if you are one of them say amen glory to god see god wants to bring his church to the original plan the original blueprint that god has about you and me god is a blueprint god is a plan over your lives and sometimes you feel you messed up you deviated from that plan but the grace shows up to restore you back to the original purpose and blueprint of god in your life second samuel chapter 4 was for there was a boy one of Saul's grandchildren Jonathan's boy Mephibosheth that word means from the mouth of shame from the mouth of shame Mephibosheth from the mouth of shame he was born in a royal family he was destined to sit on a throne He is born into royalty. There is royal blood flowing through him. He is supposed to eat from the king's table. He is supposed to live in a palace. That is the original purpose over his life. But some disadvantage happened over his life. The woman who was supposed to take care of him dropped him. He became lame. His grandfather and father dies in a battle. and sometimes we think from scripture the moment Saul died David became the king but that's not the truth when Saul died one of Saul's sons came upon the throne wanted to rule and he wanted to make sure that every other child in Saul's family was killed and so Mephibosheth had no hope he was taken to a spot called Lodabar where you know you find those words in 2nd Samuel 9 the place you know it is very frightening names that very names when you read 9th chapter when you read where he was Lodabar which means dry area wilderness deserted place all that he's taken away from his original plan of being in a palace moved away David was not automatically king but David waited he waited he waited praise be to the name of all some of you are waiting to come to the place that God's prophesied over you your waiting season is going to be over by the grace of God you're gonna step into fulfilling the very purpose for which God has called you if somebody is taken the throne somebody's taken your place that is rightfully yours whether it be in a company whether it be in a home whether it be in ministry whether it be in life God is going to release you to walk into the original purposes that he's got for you amen and may people shed his head see God preserves you for a reason if you're watching me or hearing me COVID came COVID went you're still here 
God has preserved you for a reason. Many have fallen away. Many have left. But you're still watching, listening. It is because God has kept you. The reason you are alive, you're breathing. Check, check yourself wherever you are. Are you breathing? Okay, if you're breathing, God is going to visit you. Caris, the grace of God is going to show upon you. The merciful kindness of God is going to show upon you. He's going to touch your life so that you can make an impact into somebody else's life for the glory of God. If you're one of them, lift your hand and say amen to that. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Don't look at the person, present circumstances. What is there in your body? What's happening around you? Don't look at all that. Don't look at all that. Don't look at what you're going through. What's happened around you? Look at the promise of God. Yes. Look to the face of Jesus. Sometimes God waits for every natural hope to depart out of you. So he can do something. Look at Abraham and Sarah. They had a promise over their lives. But God waited till Sarah's you know, breast dried up, her womb dried up. She was as good as dead. All of Abraham's strength is gone. They became old. They have nothing more to offer to see a miracle. It has to be completely God. Sometimes God allows his children to go through those situations. Don't panic. Look at somebody and say, don't panic. Don't get worked up. Don't get anxious. Don't get discouraged. Don't say, everything is God. I trusted in God. I believed in God. I, I took hold of that word and everything. Don't, don't. Sometimes God waits for you to come to an end in yourself so he can produce something that is purely a work of grace, that is purely his hand, that you will be able to say it is all of Jesus. God gets the glory out of this. It had nothing to do with my skill. It had nothing to do with my ability. It had nothing to do with my work. It had nothing to do with my education. It had nothing to do with my family name. It had nothing to do with my status in society. It is completely of God. It is God's favor. It's God's mercy. It's God's grace. So much so when the presence of the Lord visited the tent of Abraham and Sarah, and when the Lord said, next year you will have a child, Sarah laughs and says, can I have pleasure in my old age? Can I have pleasure in my old age? The Holy Spirit told me something today. What you could not do in your youth, God will do for you in your old age. Ah, what you could not achieve in your youth, God will do for you in your old age. The pleasure, the joy, the satisfaction, the fulfillment that you could not have when you were young, when you were ready for it. God is going to restore you by His grace. The supernatural hand of God is going to come upon you. He will do a work which is only a work of grace, purely a work of grace. 
and your latter days shall be more blessed than your former days what you could not achieve in your youth God will do for you in your old age oh glory to God amen God will step into the scene and all hope is gone because God knew the seed that God is wanting to release to Abraham is going to revive the womb of Sarah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Nini Aditha Relatulega Varishutma Kaibuji Ketata. Deva Vajanatinda Vitha. Nindagatin Abishagatindakaptarangi. Albudam Jada. Where you will know it is the Lord visiting me. To do the impossible. Mind-blowing miracle. Ah. Mind-blowing. This is purely the grace of God. He had nothing to do with me. In the party, in the vidatil, chalavada life atiri and boigya. Epicho de geishu vina. Jesus, it is all you, Lord. It is your grace, your visitation, your grace, your loving kindness, your favor, your loving kindness, your favor, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. When there was a delay, especially in barrenness, when there's a delay. Remember this, 1 Samuel 1 says, God remembered Hannah. But when God remembers, what's going to come out of your life is different from what comes into others. Samuel, the strongest prophetic voice in the Old Testament, game changer, kingmaker. Yay! That's what came out when God remembers. Something incredible, something that is beyond your mind will emerge forth when God's grace visits you. Lift your hand and say, Lord, your grace, your favor, visit me, Lord. Awaken me, Lord. Elizabeth in the New Testament, you know, old age, God said, you will have a child. And who is that child? John the Baptist. Sometimes, you know, people like to define success. How would, how would you define success? John the Baptist. Jesus said about John the Baptist, there is no greater prophet than this. All the Old Testament prophets together, John is greater than all of them. But John didn't work any miracle. John didn't raise the dead. John didn't, John, John didn't part the Red Sea. Her part the Jordan. John was in the backside of a dessert. Is he successful? He didn't have a big church. He didn't have the school of the prophets. But he was an intercessor in the backside of a dessert. He knew what he was called to do, the original plan of God. There's a voice crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. John knew the original purpose and plan of God over his life. 
is to prepare the way for the Messiah. May you discern the purpose of God in your life these days. John was in the backside of a desert praying. A prophetic intercessor. How do you know that John prayed? Luke 11 verse 1. The disciples came to Jesus and said, John taught his disciples to pray. Jesus, we want you to teach us to pray. He carried the spirit of Elijah. He was a prophet, a prophetic intercessor. A prophetic intercessor. Some of you will be caught up in the spirit. Prophetically move to the places that you're supposed to see. And intercede and see the power of the enemy broken. And the hand of the Lord move forth in those areas. He didn't have his own personal plane like some of the preachers do today. Yes. I'm not against planes. Please have one if God has called you to have one. But he knew what he was called to do. And he did just that. And that is success. The success is not competing with somebody else or looking at what others have and trying to replicate that or get that or do that. Success is knowing the blueprint of God for your life and having the grace of God to do it. Are you with me? Are you with me tonight? Hello. Exodus 17. Moses is up in the mountain praying. As long as Moses has got his hands lifted up, the children of Israel are winning. The moment Aaron and her, H-U-R, not H-E-R, in the <laughs> they were holding both hands of Moses. The moment the hands of Moses would go down, the Amalekites would win. Can you imagine? These two, Aaron and her, knew exactly what they were supposed to do. Lift up, hold up the hands of Moses. If they, these two guys, Aaron and her, had gone on to establish other ministries, start a church somewhere, <laughs> look for pre uh, preaching assignments and go about wherever, get an opportunity to preach. And people might have been saved, there might have people coming into their churches. But there's no reward in eternity. Reward is well done, good and faithful servant. Faithful in what? Faithful in what God has asked you to do. That is what success is. Two, I looked at that. If Moses grew tired with his hands and let down his hands and they left to do whatever they were called to do, and the Amalekites began to destroy the Israelites. Of every Israelite that was killed in that battle, the blood would have been on Aaron and on that man, Hur. Because they didn't do what they were called to do. The grace of God will bring you to the original purpose and plan. If you're called to lift up somebody's hands and support them, 
and be there do that because there's great reward for that don't look at somebody else doing something somewhere don't allow your own flesh to wanting to do whatever you dream or want to do but do what god wants you to do there are people who preach out of envy there are people who preach to to with a competitive spirit there are people who minister to prove a point there are people who preach or minister out of selfish ambition that's not greatness that's not the original purpose of god how do you define your blessing the blessing is in understanding what the blueprint of god is for your life and no matter how insignificant it might look in the eyes of the world doing it faithfully god wants to send fruitfulness to you hallelujah lift your hand and say lord i receive your word let there be fruitfulness in my womb help me to discern and do what you want me to do give me wisdom give me wisdom lord the wisdom that comes from god glory to 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 god hallelujah glory to god mepiboshet was a miracle he was a wonder a sign he was he was surviving he was surviving through the covid <laughs> if only you know what the enemy has done and if god has kept you he is surviving the enemy has been after him to kill him but he is just surviving you don't know what what all things god has protected you from god has kept you open your mouth and say thank you jesus thank you jesus for keeping me for preserving me lord it is not that airbags it's not that you know that great breaking power of the vehicle it is not the security that you have around your house it is not anything else lord it is your mercy your favor your grace it is you lord if you are conscious of that lift your hands and say thank you jesus thank you lord so many things trying to defeat you de- destroy you uh, kill you before your time but the lord has been good uh, open your mouth as the lord has been good uh, that sickness didn't destroy you god has still kept you uh, god has still kept you lift your hands and say thank you lord let my eyes open to see you let my heart open lord to know your will to come to your purposes lord to your purpose lord Thank you Jesus. Second Samuel 9 verse 1. It says there And David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness, grace for Jonathan's sake? Whew. Can you imagine this? I pray that you serve God so well 
that for your sake your children will have kindness is there anybody in souls out for Jonathan's sake that I might show kindness that you serve the Lord so faithfully that your children will find favor and blessing because you serve the Lord in 2nd Samuel 7 it says Solomon after he messed up with all kind of wrong kind of worships and different women and all that God says to about Solomon says for your father David's sake I won't kill you Wow. I want that kind of kindness in my bloodline. That kind of mercy and grace in my bloodline. Glory to God. Hallelujah. See, what makes a person truly great or successful or blessed or powerful is when God's hand still moves for your generations because of you even after you're dead can you imagine that that God still shows David was a man after God so not he served the Lord and for his sake Solomon found mercy kindness divine remembrance Jonathan is coming to you God will change your status in the midst of all the disadvantages in your life somebody dropped you or lame you are in a deserted place you are living in a where you're not supposed to be yet the grace of God will visit you 2nd Samuel 9 and verse 7 David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness. I will surely show thee kindness. For Jonathan, thy father's sake, uh, and will restore thee all the land of Saul, thy father. I will restore thee all the land. So when grace comes, when kindness comes, when caris comes, there is restoration. It's beyond the mind of Mephibosheth. All the land. All the land, all the land restored. Everything in your life will be restored by the grace of God. You will see that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That restoration is going to happen, then God's restoring power is going to come upon you. Glory to God. Look at the seventh verse. I will restore thee all the land of Saul, thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. 
just not once not for christmas and onam and easter and birthday and wedding anniversary dates but continually that kind of continuous blessing that was the original plan of god that maybe both should, should be having a king's kid you should be having from the table continually no lack glory to god but he was in that place of lord about deserted place with nothing and kindness the favor the grace of god put god to remembrance on through david and says listen everything restored back to you you will eat of the king's table continually open your mouth and say i won't be reduced to the level of a beggar but i will eat of the king's table god will not forsake the righteous nor will his children beg for bread they will eat continually at the king's table there shall be a feast for you provisions for you in the name of jesus i prophesy it i speak it into your life yeshu in the name to be blessed let there be continuous provisions for you Ah, unlimited supply is open up for you. May you eat of the Lord's table. May you eat continuously of His provisions. Raghala, let your status change. Your levels change. Raghala, let your hunger be removed. Let your poverty be removed. Righteous man, the righteous man, Horia. Overnight, he became a trillionaire. Out of Lord Abar, overnight, in the palace, eating. Can you imagine? I I just look at that scripture. I can almost picture. Maybe just, what? Overnight. Yesterday I was sleeping in the slums out there. Today what's happened? In the palace. Wow! I never thought I would be in the palace. Table. Wow! Some of you are amazed. But that's what grace does. Mind-blowing miracles. overnight anointing that takes somebody from being a nobody to somebody that moves somebody from a nobody to somebody overnight anointing overnight miracle overnight blessing in the name of Jesus not by mind nor by power not by skill or by effort but by the grace of God not by intelligence not by being shrewd and smart but by the grace of God but by the power of the holy spirit amen your enemies will be ha huh, amazed my god god does for you they will say it is the hand of the lord may people show that we thought you're finished man out there we never thought you have a future what what's happened to you god remembered him divine remembrance grace will remind Rakhelish is the one more scripture. Genesis 8 verse 1 to 4. I close with this. I had something more but we don't have time. Genesis 8 verses 1 to 4. And God remembered Noah. God remembered Noah. And every living thing and all the cattle that was That's with enough. him. That's enough. God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. When God remembers you, he doesn't remember you alone. He remembers everything connected to you. or concerning you even the cattle <laughs> some of you finding it hard to believe right 
You need to trust in the word of the Lord. You need to put your faith in Jesus, in his word. Be not without feelings. Don't be like a dead. Don't be like a mummy. Let, let the spirit of resurrection flow through you. Glory to God. When God remembers you, he will remember everything that concerns you. Every person in your life. God will come to prove that he cares for you. Raise your state. Psalms 138, the psalmist will say, The Lord will perfect everything that which concerns me. Say that Psalm 138, verse 8. The Lord will perfect everything that which concerns me. God remembered Noah and remembered all the cattle and everything that was with him. When God remembers me, he remembers the Joshua generation. The cornerstone church. Oh, the end time revival. He remembers my family. God remembers me. Glory to God. Look at that. Genesis 8.1 God remembered Nohan and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth. And the waters came to a stop. The fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped. And the rain from heaven was restrained. When the wind blows, things will stop. Everything that the enemy released against you will stop. The judgment of God will stop. The enemy shall not proceed further. Is restrained. That crisis won't proceed further. It will be restrained by the Holy Spirit. There will be no further complications. God is telling somebody. No further complications. The wind of the Holy Spirit. Receive. Will restrain. Will stop. The waters were restrained. Everything that the enemy enlisted against your family, against your finances, against your health, be restrained by the wind of the Holy Spirit. You cannot restrain it by your strength. You need the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of grace to work through you. Open your mouth and say, in the name of Jesus, everything unleashed against my life, restrained and stopped in the name of Jesus. Every depression be stopped in the name of Jesus. Third verse. And the waters returned from the earth continually. And after the end of the 150 days, the waters were abated. And the ark rested in the seventh month. On the 17th day of the month, upon the mountains of Ararat. The ark rested. May you find rest. Grace will put you to rest. Some of you, you I just traveled, came back early as a morning. (laughs) Continuous meetings up there in 
North India. My body's very tired. I said, Lord, I need some rest. I've got a meeting. I've got to go somewhere even tonight after this. Just rest. Your marriage be at rest. How long will you fight with your spouse? Let there be a rest in your marriage. I see some of you entering into a season of rest. A season of rest. Your mind, your body, your marriage. Not anxious and worked up and tense and <clears throat> I don't know. Just allow the grace to flow. Say, Lord, your grace, your grace, your loving kindness, your favor. Visit me, Lord. Visit me. Rest. Rest. Don't work all tormented in your mind. Rest. Rest. You have to be at rest. At peace. Knowing that the Lord is in charge. That God has got everything in His hand. We used to sing that song. He's got the whole world in His hands. 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 In his hands, he's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got you and me, brother. In his hands, he's got you and me, sister. In his hands, he's got you and me, brother. In his hands, he's got the whole world. He's got the whole world in his hand. He's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got you and me, brother. In his hands, he's got you and me, sister. In his hands, he's got you and me, brother. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the itsy bitsy baby. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. Put yourself in, into the hand of the Lord like this. Put your hand like this. He's got. Your baby still baby? He's got Mr. Rajesh Matthew. In his hands, say your name and sing it. In his hand, he's got the in his hand. He's got the it's a bit of baby. In his hand, he's got the 
it's a pretty baby. In his hand, it's got it's a pretty baby. In his hand, he's got the whole world in his hand. Amen. The Bible says, and the ark rested on the mountains of Ararat. That word Ararat means the curse is reversed. Say that with me. The curse, the curse is, reversed is reversed in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Jesus on the cross of Calvary, he took your sin, he took your shame, he took your curse, he took your bondage, he took the judgment that was supposed to come upon you, he took your punishment, he was crucified on the cross of Calvary. And the curse has been reversed in your life. You are blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. That's the truth. Be at peace. The curse is reversed. The grace of God comes upon you because of the sacrifice of God's Holy Son, Jesus Christ, on the cross of Calvary, where He shed His blood for you. His heart was pierced open. Blood and water flowed out. His head was put, a crown of thorns was put on his head. His beard was plucked out. He was flogged. He lay there on that cross carrying your shame, your pain to bring you to the original purpose and plan of God to make you a priest and a king for the glory of God. Not to be defeated, to enjoy the presence of God like a priest. To offer your sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. And like a king to exercise authority in the name of Jesus Christ. Why is Jesus called the king of kings? Because you are a king. And he's the king of kings. The church are full of kings and priests. And Jesus is the king of kings and the lord of lords. He's your king. Glory to God. Lift your hand and praise the name of the Lord. Let the blessing of God flow into your life. In Jesus name. Amen.